News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, right here on the biggest channel for News Talk in North Alabama, and the biggest show in the afternoons is this one. Right Side Radio is solid, conservative, and just plain right. Got a whole audience full of people call ourselves Right Side Ruffians. Glad you're out there. Kind of folks that will look around the world right now, see all the wokeness and all the craziness and all the fiscal irresponsibility and say, you know what, not on my watch. Not on my watch. That's got to be a phrase that we stick with. And it's got to be something that you look at and go, yeah, you know what? That, that's, that's real. That's happening. And I'm not going to sit idly by. Not on my watch. Right side ruffians. This, this stuff's happening left and right. And we had that conversation. And I think we could have gone longer on that with Jamie Grant. Uh, was here just a minute ago. Um, guy's running for House District 29, uh, 22 years of military service, retired as a master sergeant, got a Purple Heart in Afghanistan, uh, and now he's um, uh, looking for an opportunity to, uh, to head to the state legislature. So we were talking there at the end, though, with his law enforcement experience, and I'm going I'm to advance that narrative a little further. So listen to me when I say this. You've got to trust the boots on the ground. You got to back the blue. That's what that's, that's that's a phrase that's out there a lot. Back the blue is not just saying, "Hey, we support you when um, you know ridiculous things happen, like uh, not allowing you to uh, intervene when Antifa riots." It's more than that. Back the blue is a is an entire leadership tone. All right, back the blue is is the environment in which those officers work. The men and women in blue and all our other first responders for that matter, but I'm just talking about police right now, the men and women in blue, law enforcement officers of every stripe, whether they be city, county, state, it doesn't matter. Law enforcement officers put on that uniform and they go into hard places and do hard things every single day. And there's some days when it's just, you know, it's a cream puff moment, nothing happened here. There are other days, though, when you're coming home just worn down to a nub and your life's been on the, uh, on the line more than once. And, and we have to appreciate that. But our leadership has to appreciate that. The leadership, those who have never kicked in a single door or gone even for a ride-along with their troops, if you're the mayor of a town or a city in this state and you have not even bothered to do a ride-along with your uh, law enforcement, shame on you. Go out there and see the places in your community that you have never frequented in the dark of night. Go out there and see the things that happen on the street corners in the dark alleys. Go out there when they, when they literally have to go through a door to protect life, limb, or property. And, and leadership, city council, mayor's office, wherever you are. And I'm not calling any names of those who haven't. I'm just saying if you haven't done it, you need to do it. Because you do not need to be making decisions having no clue what the experiences are out there. Now, let me say this. I do understand. There are going to be times when an elected official has to make a decision about something, never having had the personal experience of it. I get that. That, that happens. But if you have the opportunity to experience it, you should. And every single one of you right now on any city council or on, in a mayor's office, you do have the opportunity. Just call the chief. Just call the chief and say, hey, um, tomorrow night, can I do a ride-along? Hey, tomorrow night, I hear we have a drug task force uh, uh, operation serving warrants. When I was a state senator, I literally uh, would contact the drug enforcement unit uh, here in my area, in my district, and I would go out and serve warrants with them. And, and you know what? I, I went armed. Uh, so there's their state senator 
uh, with a Glock on his hip and a vest, and, and I'm right behind him when they went in. And I'm going to tell you right now, I saw parts of my district that I had never seen before. And I, and, and I already had a love for these guys and, and ladies who do this job, but it, it was enhanced by being with them when they actually served the warrants. And there were some times we did it that were just, a, just you know, pretty freaking scary. And, and yes, I was downrange on some breach teams uh, in, in Iraq, uh, on some raids in Afghanistan. Totally different environment, though. Here I'm back home. Here I'm realizing, I think I drove past this street yesterday with my wife. I think Charlene and I were down here going out to dinner. I had no idea that was happening in the back room. And it's eye-opening. And you realize that's your community, but it's your law enforcement that maintains that order, that provides that discipline to the streets. It's your law enforcement that makes sure that, as a nation of laws, we maintain that. And if you are in the rear, so to speak, in the city council or mayor's office, making decisions, never having even once exercised your opportunity to go and experience that with them, shame on you. I had an experience, and I'll go ahead and just tell the story. I don't think I've told the story here before. So when the war kicked off in Afghanistan, literally, I, I think I became one of the first people to ever get activated for service in Afghanistan in the state of Alabama. I was there very early, um, wound up on that remote team that I've told you about before in the middle of nowhere, uh, riding horses sometimes, had grew the beard, the whole thing. Had to get my supplies airdropped in. But, but with that, there was, the, there was the deployment mode. There was the, I got the, I got the warning order, and I began getting life in order so that I could head out and mobilize out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And in the process of doing that, we had um, a local hero in Etowah County, uh, retired Special Forces Colonel Ola Lee Mize, Medal of Honor winner. Go look up his bio at some point, Mize, M-I-Z-E. If you just type in, literally just type in Medal of Honor Mize, M-I-Z-E, you'll find him. His story is the kind of thing that movies ought to be made out of. In fact, some people believe that there was a movie made out of him. Um, I won't tell you which one right now. But I'm at my office, my law firm, getting things together, literally trying to work through some files and get them in order to leave for other people. And the secretary says uh, th through the, the intercom, hey, Phil, uh, Colonel Mize is here to see you. Well, <laughs> when, you're, when you're Major Williams, which I was at the time, when you're Major Williams and the colonel comes by, with a Medal of Honor and all the experience in the world. I mean, this guy is, a, is not only a hero within heroes' ranks, he's a hero within Special Forces. They've named the Combat Dive School after him. He's on the wall at the, uh, the Ranger Hall of Fame. He is, I mean, it's, it's amazing. So I went out in the hallway and I said, Colonel, he goes, Williams? Little, by the way, he's a little wiry guy, just a little wiry guy, like a little bandy rooster. And he got his Medal of Honor in Korea, so he was getting older. He goes, Williams? Are you going to the war? Yes, sir. He says, let's go in your office. Yes, sir. That's all you say. <laughs> I went in my office and we shut the door. And we just stood there for a minute. And he goes, where are you going to be? And I said, don't know yet, sir. I'm going to have a team. Be somewhere downrange, probably remote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said, well, let me tell you something. He says, it's going to come a day when you're going to be out there and you know what you see. And some blankety-blank back in the rear is going to call you and tell you what to do with your men. You tell him, go to hell. You take care of your men. I just looked at him and said, yes, sir. He said, all right, you do good now. He turned around and walked out. I will never forget that as long as I live. That was, uh, 
that was good advice that I, I'd like to think I would have already had in my mind. But because Colonel Mize said it to me, to me it came to the front of my mind. And i got to be honest with you. There was a year there in Afghanistan where it was, it was literally at the forefront. And there were times when I had to draw on the fact that a man who has been there and done that and got the stories that no one else can tell had told me. And I was able to bow up and say, hey, you know what? I'm taking care of my men. I don't care what you say back there at headquarters. And we did it more than once. Well, listen, folks, uh, law enforcement, they need your support. So back the blue. And by the way, when you see one at a restaurant, when you see an officer at a restaurant, don't be afraid to at the very least. I'm talking at a restaurant, uh, in passing. Maybe they're just walking out of the gas station, heading back to their car. You know, whatever the case may be, just say, hey, thanks for what you do. And, and when they say, well, you know, hey, thanks, I appreciate that. You know, just, just, just tell them, we, we appreciate you around here. They need to hear it. And they need to know it. And, and it creates that environment in which they work because the days when it doesn't feel like it's worth it and certainly the pay is never enough, that's the kind of thing that keeps you going. You tell them when you see them at a restaurant. Walk by their table and say, hey, uh, thanks for what you do. And then when you get the chance, because you've had, you know, a good day and there's an opportunity to do it, why don't you surprise one of them? Let them get their bill and find out that some right-side ruffian already paid it. I'm just, I'm serious when I say it. You want to bless somebody? You want to bless somebody? Let them find out their meal was just paid for and they did not expect it. But just tell the waitress or the waiter, whoever's waiting their table, say, hey, I want that bill. Which one, sir? The guy in blue over there. I want his bill. I want her bill. And you pay it. Don't say a word. Maybe just walk by and say, hey, thanks for what y'all do. But later on, when they ask for their check so they can check out, and the waiter or the waitress says, well, that man who was sitting over there in the corner, he paid your bill before he left. You will bless their day. All right, folks, we're going to head into a short break. I'm going to come back and wrap up the afternoon. Lots going on. I'm sitting here looking at some news. I got some funny wokeness I'll tell you about that just came out of Minnesota. It's, it's at least worth telling you. But, folks, listen, I'm serious when I say it. Your law enforcement... Those of you out there in this this listening area that are law enforcement, some of y'all are right side ruffians. We love you. Thanks for what you do. Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil William here hosting Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right. Got a whole audience out there of folks called Right Side Ruffians. Folks that'll stand up in the community they live in and say, you know what, not on our watch. Not going to let that happen. And we've got to do that. And, I, and it's, we're, not, we're not calling for anything unusual. or it, it, It's things like go, go to the school board meeting and speak up. Or write a letter to the editor. Or pick the, pick the candidate that you really like, that you think stands for the values that you and your family believe in, and, and go back them in the next race. Or for that matter, maybe it's you. Maybe it's time for you to be the person who is going to run for office. Any office. Pick the office. You, you, you'd be amazed. And sometimes it's far more affordable 
and gainful and, and opportune to run for that office than you would have ever imagined. Is it hard? Yeah. Best things in life usually are. So listen, folks, we need you. We need you out there, engaged, empowered, and, and, and just go, go for it. Uh, because we got to have conservatives that are willing to take a stand and do the thing. Speaking of conservatives, hey, Copper. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, we like to joke about woke around here, right? Yes. Did I just, I just coined a phrase, joke about woke. Um, there's a new word, or, or an old word, actually, that's being banned in Minnesota. Have you seen it? No what? Well, I, I hope this doesn't cause you offense. But oh it's, 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 it's high time they did this. All of the real estate listings in Minnesota will now ban the use of the words master bedroom because that denotes slavery. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Is that really the time period that it, that word originates from? I, who knows? Uh, let me ask you this. Have you ever met anybody who said, hey, uh, I believe in slavery, therefore I will sleep in the master bedroom? Anybody? No. And, and this this guy. So basically, first of all, the real estate association of the state of uh, Minnesota did enact the policy. They are oh, they're also getting oh, okay. Copper. It goes deeper. There's other places in the houses that it, it could be a problem. I'm I'm sorry for all the years that I had a man cave in my house. <laughs> I did not know that was sexist. You know. It's also something, Copper. I, what, what were we thinking building a mother-in-law suite in the house oh, at boy. one point? You know, just... Does this oh. mean I can't have a she-shed either? Because I want to... You she cannot shed. have a she-shed. Oh, What's wrong with you? Th- I just looked something up, though. They are completely historically wrong. They didn't even bother to do a five-second Google search. The phrase master bedroom first appeared in the 1926 Sears catalog. In Shut up! A Dutch magazine it wasn't even American, or or no, maybe a Dutch colonial <laughs> home. So I don't even get it. Well, that is um, that that is uh, you know, uh, white privilege European uh, thinking right there. So apparently, it still applies. <sighs> you know, it's like somebody said the other day. Uh, I heard, or sometime I forget when it was now that said um, reparations. Well, I I agree with reparations. You show me who's a slave, and I'll make sure they get some reparations. Ain't nobody a slave. <laughs> Um, so they're going to, they're going to, some people are pushing for reparations 160 years later. Um, but, but yeah, this, this stuff is ridiculous. So no man cave, no mother-in-law suite, uh, and certainly no master bedroom because that's bad. Um, wow. Okay. It, it keeps getting deeper. Every time I turn around, there's some, there's some woke foolishness. Uh, but, um, you know, stuff like in Chicago this past weekend, 72 people were shot and killed, and yet there are people that care more about things like um, master bedroom. Or, oh, wait a minute. Hey, here's a guy who tweeted out about what you just said. Did you find that from Matt Walsh, the thing about the master bedroom in the Sears catalog? Oh, uh, no, I just Googled it. Well, apparently he's as adept at Google as you are. <laughs> um, he, he says the same thing. It first appeared in the Sears catalog six decades after slavery was abolished. Yep. Yep. All right. You just, you know, keep your eyes open, people. They're coming for your terms. Um, how about this? Did you see the uh, TikTok influencer named Benny Drama who did the video at the White House? No. Uh, see, I, 
I almost don't want you to see it because I feel like I feel like you need to go wash your brain out with soap after you see it. Oh, yep. Yeah, um, so with a name like Benny Drama, you can just imagine, and and he put on a cross-dressing, um, just basically vaudeville act, skipping around the White House. I'm literally skipping. I'm not kidding. Skipping around the White House. Um, and you know, with long fingernails and and overly dramatic, um, uh, stereotypical mannerisms, and and just it was Why? unbelievable. And that's in the Biden White House. Why in the White House? Why? I, who knows? I guess they think that's going to encourage people to get the vaccine. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, my toxic masculinity just about <laughs> just discounted the idea of a shot at that point. I mean, if that's what they want, I mean. What are they trying to tell me? If you get the shot, you can be more like Benny Drama. I got news. <laughs> I got, I got, Something whole, changes in your head. I'm just, I'm just pretty sure I would have to revoke my man card at that point myself. Just literally, just tear it in half right there on the spot. Um, but yeah, so check, check it out, Copper. You and, and you know, and then, and then we we can have prayer after you're done if we need to. I mean, it's it's, it's that bad when you watch it. I'm, I, I, I'm clicking on it. I can't help it. I'm going to click on it again and make sure this is really the one I'm thinking of. Uh, it's going to start playing. Even Oh, it is. Oh, Benny. Oh, Benny drama. Oh, you debutante of a man. Um, it, it, it's, it's awful. He, he is literally, I'm just going to be honest with you. If someone is is decided to live the gay lifestyle, their choice. All right, um, I may disagree, but but I've I've got I've got close personal friends who do or have family members that do, and I'm and I'm not going to I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit around in judgment. But don't go flying in my face with this stuff in in the White House. And by the way, it's even if he was not acting like an overly accentuated uh, stereotype. Of a, like some kind of a parody of a gay man doing this stuff, the things that probably sets back the gay community yeah. ten years by his actions. It's a complete disrespect for the people's house, a complete disrespect for the people's house, and it, it's it's just it's awful. Um, well, listen, folks, another full day. Wow, we got some big doings tomorrow. I got some guests coming on that are still being confirmed, so I'll announce them first thing in the morning, but it looks like we're going to have a full show tomorrow. The news never slows down. Uh, Copper is going to be here running the board. We're going to have a full slate for you here on Right Side Radio. We're, like we always say, are solid and conservative and just plain right. All you right side ruffians, you keep your game face on because the wokeness does not slow down, and we've got plenty to do, and we need more people like you out there who will listen to the show like this and be empowered, entertained, and educated and literally enlightened as to what they can do in their own communities and say, not on my watch. Hey, I love you. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.